0: The New Zealand Young Professionals Podcast, hosted by Ed McKnight and brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Hi, guys, Ed here, host of the New Zealand Young Professionals Podcast. Now, we've just finished recording with Prime Minister Bill English, uh, and it was possibly the most surreal experience of my life. It, It happened so quickly. And I just want to talk a little bit about my reflections on it. But it all starts about two weeks ago, where I got contacted by um, one of his events managers. I'd been knocking on their door and calling them up for, for quite some time, trying to get him on the show. And uh, they said, "Look, there's been a cancellation in the prime minister's diary, and if and if you like, you can you can have that time, get him in the studio, and have a chat with him." Uh, for the for about two weeks, I was absolutely I was absolutely fine. I was like, "Cool, yeah." sweet as, just casually going to talk to the Prime Minister. Um, you know, growing up in my, in my small town, we always saw Prime Ministers on TV and, you know, it was always something way out in Auckland or, or Wellington. And I guess it, it, it was all a bit far removed. And so, um, yeah, I was cool for, for about two weeks. And then the night before last night, uh, I hopped into bed about 11.30 p.m. I was like, sweet, yep, good, normal day, go to work tomorrow, go go record a podcast, nothing too unusual about that. And then it hit about 11:31. when I thought, oh my gold, I am interviewing the Prime Minister tomorrow. Wow, <laughs> and so I got up for the next three or four hours and just did some more preparation uh, about it with all the questions that had been submitted. Um, I talk about in the podcast that we went out to all of the New Zealand uh, the Young Professionals organisations in New Zealand and asked their members. Uh, what they wanted to ask the prime minister, and you know, just writing all of those out and making sure that it was perfect. Uh, and I, I probably slept only about two or three hours. Um, got got up got up in the morning and was just nervous as heck. And then when I was when I was driving here at about twelve o'clock uh, to the studio, and and I had my girlfriend in the car because she Kelly wanted to come along because she wanted a selfie with the prime minister. Um, and and I was just so pumped and I was so excited. I was like. Like this, this is amazing. This is fantastic that, that in our own little country, um, pretty much anybody or you know if, if I can do it, anybody can do it um, can get in front of the nation's leader and talk to him about issues that affect our generation that affect New Zealand's young professionals. And I think that's, that's really, really cool that he took the time out to come to talk to all of us and give us the time of day. About the questions that that we want to ask our nation's leaders. When I arrived here, there was probably about twenty people uh, in the in the foyers. You know, everybody buzzing. And I was waiting downstairs, and it was kind of drizzling. And you'll see this in the video uh, that we, that we've recorded about how he's walking in, comes into the studio. The whole thing's video recorded, and we'll release that as well. And and it was kind of drizzling outside. And for for, for about ten minutes, I was waiting for the cars to pull up, and these big silver um, sedans pull in, and about eight secret service piling out of the car and and out he pops and comes up and says hi my name is bill <laughs> um and the other thing that i really really like is that he really stopped and um gave everybody the time the time of day and um quite a few people that i talked to after the prime minister had left uh, mentioned that hey it was really cool that he just rocked up put out his hand and said hi my name is bill and um, just had a bit of chat with everybody. You'll you'll notice that the the episode is quite a short one. It's about fifteen minutes. Uh, we'd, we'd initially had a little bit longer. Unfortunately, the prime minister had a plane to catch. Totally understand that. Uh, but that's why it's about twelve minutes, and we've um, we've moved through quite quickly. Another point I just want to want to make is that we've shuffled around the episodes in terms of which ones we've recorded them. So we've sit, sat down. Uh, or I've sat down with all of the country's political leaders uh, or NZ political parties, everybody from uh, Gareth Morgan, David Seymour, Peter Dunn. Uh, the Prime Minister is number six in uh, in that series uh, of in terms of what I've actually recorded. Now, we wanted to release the Prime Ministers first because uh, we went out to the New Zealand's uh, young professional networks, uh, asked for their questions and just wanted to, out of respect for them, Get this out as quickly as possible. Uh so if there's any any mention of episodes that we've we've recorded before that, uh that's that's the reason why. Those will be released uh in up in the lead up or the build up to uh the NZ political election on September twenty third. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome along to the New Zealand Young Professionals podcast. My name is Ed McKnight and I'm here in the studio today with Prime Minister Bill English. Prime Minister, how are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Prime Minister, as I mentioned uh, just before we started recording, today's session is all about understanding your and the National Party's uh, priorities and how they directly impact or um, indirectly impact New Zealand's young professionals. But before we get into that, I want to ask a question that typically isn't asked, but I think is possibly the most important question that anybody should ever ask a Prime Minister, which is, what is the role of government? Because so many people think that uh, that government should set a big vision for New Zealand, where others think that the government should leave it for, for businesses to fi- figure out. And similarly, some people think that the role is to maximise New Zealand's utility, where others think, well, that's for the private sector to do, and it's just um, the government's role is solely to provide services the, the private sector couldn't. So what, what do you think the role of government is?
1: Well, it's certainly not to do everything. So, I mean, everyone has a role in the direction and destiny of a country, and government has its job that it needs to do, which is we write a lot of rules for how an economy works and how our law works, and uh, we also run a whole, run about a quarter of the economy. So I see government's role as fundamentally about enabling people to uh, achieve their aspiration. Now, for some, that's in business. Uh, for some, it might be uh, government programs that help them overcome their drug addiction and get into work. Uh, for others, it might be uh, you know building the public pro- publicly funded projects that uh, are so vital to a growing economy. So I see government as enabling uh, where it can. And then you get this uh, nice mix of business driven aspiration, uh, you know, important sectors like arts and culture, where you driving our sense of identity, where you don't want government constraining them, but government doing the bit it needs to do
0: well. Mm. And, and it, it seems to me when, when people think that the government should do everything and that the government should be doing this and that and that, I, I often almost feel, feel sorry for all politicians because how can one person possibly be responsible for, for maintaining everything within the country, uh, let alone everything within, within their cabinet or, or, or the parliament? I mean, what is that pressure like?
1: Well, it's there, but I think people have quite have a common sense. Certainly, there's a whole lot of things government just doesn't do very well, and you wouldn't want them doing more of it. No good at running, not good at running businesses. Um, it's actually not that good at customising services, particularly service, you know, people services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is quite good at organising infrastructure projects, uh, with some help from the private sector. So. Yes, that pressure's there, but people have, uh, I think, a healthy scepticism about government. They want you to know what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. do it well, and not get in their way too much for everything else.
0: And, and is it hard that it seems like no matter what any politician does, let alone the Prime Minister, um, that you, you can't even you know, put pineapple on your pizza without somebody criticising you? What is that, what is that <laughs> pressure like?
1: Look, I don't really see it as a pressure It's part of the role I mean, if you want to um, It's a bit like saying If you want to go fishing The sea's rough And, you know, what's that Mm -hmm. pressure like? Well, that's what you got yourself into uh, and in the end, while people have strong views, they they tend to vote in a pretty considered way. The collective will becomes apparent, even if the process of getting there is a bit rough. So I don't think it's a pressure. It's just that's how the how our function works in a society in an open society
0: where people can have free opinions. And it probably teaches you to have quite thick skin in the process. Well,
1: I think it it does. Uh, but you've got to make sure that it. Well, actually, it teaches you to listen. Uh, So if you get too thick a skin, you're not hearing anything, you're not sensitive to what's happening. Uh, So you have to become a good listener and be able to sort out which bits really you need to take action action on and what's just static and noise. And I think it's the same when the public are watching the media coverage of Mm -hmm. politics, that you're a lot of the time dependent not on the journalist's view, but on the public's understanding that... Those questions were unfair, or they're off the point, or even if it was mm. all—even if it's all right, all, all right and fair and right—it's not relevant to them. So young mm. professionals may not be that focused on some of, on a lot of the kind of daily political beltway mm. stuff because it doesn't affect their lives. Mm.
0: Um, just speaking of young professionals, I'd love to, to walk through your top three priorities and um, how they directly or indirectly impact New Zealand's young professionals. I mean, what would you say is your top priority in this election cycle?
1: Well, there's, I've got three. We're very focused on. One is just investing for the growth we've got. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got young people here. We can be a successful, confident country uh, if we're willing and able to deal with the, these challenges of success, which is essentially the pressures of growth on the environment, on our lifestyle, mm-hmm. on, our, on our literally on our commuting. Uh, the second one is around raising family incomes because that's we want to make sure. We spread the benefits of a strong economy across the whole community, mm-hmm. uh, and a, th- a third one is just better public services. I mean, you know, a big proportion of our population is pretty dependent on government, mm-hmm. either for income or for services, and uh, if we're smart about it, we can do a better job of our longer-term social problems. And I'm
0: keen and, to. Do that. And how do those impact New Zealand's young professionals?
1: Well, look, they, they all impact. Uh, So look, if this is a generation of young professionals are more likely to stay home, you know, we're becoming an interesting enough country for them to stay, more of them to stay Mm -hmm. here with enough opportunities. Well, we want to keep that going. And if we shut down the dynamic growth we've got, Mm -hmm. then we'll become less appealing. Even if they voted for it, they'll pack their bags and start moving off again. Uh, and the we, we want them to feel like there is real prospects of progress on their on their incomes whether they're going to have lower or higher incomes uh, and when they need and the money they pay in tax that's their money if they get to keep mm-hmm. another 150 200 dollars a week they they'd use it very well Uh, and if they hand it to the government, we should respect it in the same way, which is why we focus on getting better results with our public services.
0: Mm. And specifically um, in in terms of infrastructure, which is one that we potentially didn't just touch on, I mean, how is that investment going to impact New Zealand's young professionals or New Zealand in the long term?
1: Well, look, it's just quality of life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So if they can move around the city a bit bit easier, uh, if they can see that... As well as their income rising, their environment is in good shape. Well, a lot of environment, mm-hmm. environmental quality, for instance, around water, is in the cities about good infrastructure, and we've got a wee, we've got a wee way mm-hmm. to go there. So uh, they've got a vital interest actually in supporting this momentum New Zealand has, because that this that this could be the shape of their future, a successful, confident country.
0: Mm and as you, as you know we've been interviewing all of the leaders of the main political parties in New Zealand and there are a couple of questions that we've we've asked all of them and the first starts with our spinning game wheel um, and the, the thought behind this, first of all, is that I'm sick of dirty politics in New Zealand, and I think most New Zealanders are. Um, and so I, I, this is a little section we call clean politics, uh, where we've got all of the parties, uh, yep. except National, who are currently in Parliament on the wheel. We're going to spin it. And I'd just like you to say something nice about one of the parties that comes up or one of the MPs or a policy you like. The Labour Party.
1: Oh, well, that's probably the hardest one. Um, look, they've they at the at their best, uh, you know, can represent a part of the population which is you know hardworking, wants to get ahead, has a strong sense of fairness. The problem is, these days, are not at their best.
0: Fair enough, and I I'll take the subtle dig as well. Um, and look we've also surveyed a lot of New Zealand's young professionals we went out to all the young professionals networks and we've chosen uh, 12 top questions and to get some of that fairness in um, again we're going to spin the wheel and uh, see what comes up and you've got about a minute to answer uh, the question that comes up so we've got number seven, seven yep. which is uh, from Lucilla Braga of New Zealand Young Professionals podcast. She's one of the fans there. And she said, can you please address the housing crisis and environmental issues? What are we going to do to address them? So there are two parts to that, the Auckland housing crisis and then the uh, the environment.
1: The Look, the, the only long-run answer with housing is build more houses. We've had strong demand. We need more supply. And that achieving that is... Very complex, but we're getting some real momentum. Uh, not just in Auckland, but around the country. A much better understanding now of what's required, so that people can have affordable housing. And the quali- and with the the quality of the environment, is I think dependent on a couple of things. One is the kind of it. If you're a wealthier country, you can invest more. So, for instance, you don't have sewage and stormwater spilling into the Auckland Harbour, as happens now whenever there's mm-hmm. heavy rain. Uh, and you need to measure which was what we're doing with water right across the country. So we measure progress. And so we can literally say to people, that river, you can go and swim in it. That one over there, you probably shouldn't.
0: Fair enough. And look, another one that I really enjoyed, um, which didn't come up, is from a guy called Paul Dutch from Hawke's Bay Young Professionals. And he said, Mr. English... What is it that gets you up in the morning, ready for another tough day's work? Is it the promise of your own enriching, or do you have a vision to make New Zealand the best country <laughs> it can be for all Kiwis? Be honest.
1: Well, look, it fund- fundamentally, it's about my family. Uh, I'm a father of six, and along with Mary, we've had huge amount of effort in our family and enjoyment, and the maintaining, sustaining them is really my primary obligation as a father. And as a member of that family and I've had, you know, it's enormous satisfaction out of it. And secondly, I do have a, a strong view about New Zealand being better. We can change lives here uh, and we can be a better country and we're on on our way to achieving those things. And I'm very, very fortunate that I've been in a, in a line of business and politics where there's very few days I wasn't keen to get out of bed in the morning and get on with it.
0: Cool, and I know we've got about two minutes left, so uh, again, the last two questions we always ask uh, all of the leaders that come through these doors. Um, and the first is this. Imagine that there's there's a, a young professional driving on along the motorway, there's a guy in the gym listening to this podcast, and he's thinking, why should I vote for the National Party? What would you say to them? Oh, because we have a positive view about New Zealand
1: and about you. We can be a growing, successful country. There's some challenges with it, accommodating the people, getting the houses built. Uh, maintaining our lifestyle, but we believe that our young professionals are up to that, contributing the skills and the vision that they have. And you know, the other political parties have a bleak view of New Zealand, that this is all too much and we should shut it down.
0: Mm. And imagine that you're at a, a family barbecue and you and your niece or nephew, If do you do you have nieces and nephews? I've got over 60 of them. So you've got a fair few, or maybe it's your great niece and few, and they're running up to you, and it, and it's and they're eight years old, and they say to you, um, "Bill or, or Granddad or whatever they they're calling you, um, what is your big vision for New Zealand? What's it, what's it going to be like when I'm when I'm um, all grown up? You know, what's it going to be like? What's your vision? What do you say to that?"
1: Oh, look, it's, I'd say it's going to be an exciting place where all the wonderful talents you have that are unfolding as you. Grow up to be 9, 10, 15, 20, where this is going to be the place where you can fulfill them. Prime Minister Bill English,
0: thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Well done. There we are. Thank Thanks very
0: much. And that is the first released interview with uh, a New Zealand political party leader about their top priorities and how they impact New Zealand's young professionals in the lead up to this uh, September 23rd election. As mentioned, there are six more to come, uh, potentially seven if I can secure the last of them. I'm really looking forward to hearing all of your thoughts about the Prime Minister's comments, Uh, in particular his top three priorities around infrastructure, investing in New Zealand, uh, providing more money for families or finding ways to do that, and providing better services. In particular, that last point really struck me, because it's quite a modern view of government, that government is a service provider, that they're there, they get paid to do a job, to provide services for all of us throughout New Zealand, and that We, I guess as customers, deserve a better customer experience throughout a lot of the government departments. And I thought that was a really, really interesting point. Another that just struck me afterwards was this point about family, that before he's a member of parliament, he's a member of his own family. And that's something that really struck me from the interview with with the prime minister. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts around what the prime minister said. Whether you agree with him, whether you disagree with him, jump onto Facebook, uh, go to NZ Young Professionals podcast, and let's have a discussion on the on the episode post about what we think. Whether we think he was on the money, whether whether we think he was a little bit off. Uh, but let's ha- let's have that conversation. Also, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe in your favourite podcast listening app. As I mentioned, we've got interviews with all of New Zealand's political party leaders and uh, we're really looking forward to releasing those and again starting this conversation hearing what you what your thoughts are about uh, what they're saying also check out our website we are nzyoungprofessionalspodcast.com or if you want to contact me personally my email is ed at com. it'll be great to hear from you uh, whether you have feedback on the podcast whether you'd like to get involved uh, in any way it'd be great to hear from you until next time The New Zealand Young Professionals Podcast, brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand.